Welcome entrepreneurs and startups to Art of the Kickstart, the podcast that every entrepreneur needs to listen to before you launch. I'm your host, Roy Morjan, president and founder of Inventus Partners, the world's only turnkey product launch company that has helped over 2,000 innovations successfully raise over $400 million in capital since 2010. Each week, I interview a crowdfunding success story, an inspirational entrepreneur, or a business expert in order to help you take your startup to the next level. This show would not be possible without our main sponsor, Product Hype a 300,000 member crowdfunding media site and newsletter that's generated millions of dollars in sales for over a thousand top tier projects since 2017. Check out producthype.co to subscribe to the weekly newsletter. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome to another edition of Art of the Kickstart. Today, I am super excited because I am speaking with the founders of Nextcent, Mr. David Amaral and Mr. Dave Blaylock. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us today on Art of the Kickstart. It's a pleasure to join you, Roy. Thank you. Absolutely. So I'm super excited about this product because this is a truly eco-friendly way to not only monitor, but also purify the air. And I think a lot of us that have been home during this pandemic have noticed that, you know, Living home might not always be the the nicest thing, and we need to get out and get some fresh air. And the product that you guys have created, you know, it just launched. It's already hit 50% of its funding goal, which is amazing. You guys have a, a, a very storied background in our industry vets, you know, that have introduced the idea of scent marketing to global brands, you know, for over a decade. So if you would, give our audience a little bit of background about what led you to this point in creating this product. Um, well, this is David. I'll uh, I'll start. Actually, I joined Dave Blaylock back in 2005 with a startup, another sh- startup in Charlotte, it was Center. At the time, I think there was nine of us working on uh, folding tables, and the idea really was to uh, to take a a concept of diffusing fragrance into a large space and commercializing it to help companies use fragrance to increase your customer experience. Some of us were recruited from a, another Charlotte area company called Muzak, which does the same thing for music. So for the last 15 years or so, Dave and I have been helping develop fragrances and systems to deploy into commercial spaces like hotels and casinos and retail stores uh, to, do, to, to diffuse fragrance to enhance their customer experience. So I think I'll never forget the moment I walked into a hotel in Vegas, probably uh, close to a decade ago and was hit by this most amazing aromatic scent. And it actually made me feel like I wanted to go gamble. And I think that was you guys doing that, right? Not only that, uh, Dave Blaylock probably did the installation on that property. (laughs) You remember what hotel that was? Uh, I want to say that was uh, at the Aria. Yep, that's what (laughs) we did the Aria. We actually created a fragrance specifically for that property. And it was an absolutely amazing experience. I went up to the front desk. I was like, how do I buy this scent? And they sent me to this website and I looked through it all. And I was like, it was like, uh, oh gosh, I forget what it was. It was like this bamboo jasmine blend or something like that, that they had. And it was absolutely the most beautiful fragrance, you know, just for walking around and smelling it. And it actually, it smelled like, it really smelled like forcing me to go and gamble and feel excited and energized. And I think that's obviously the technology that you guys come from in the background. So what's led you now to creating your own product? Well, I think there's a couple of things for, for Dave and I. So, you know, we, we enjoyed the time at Centair. 
Centio is owned by several venture capital funds that kept getting flipped over every couple of years toward the end. And there were some things that we wanted to do that we couldn't do. And it, it is, you know, when you're kind of a, at a company from the startup, you're a little emotionally invested beyond just being financially and, and you're not there just for the paycheck. Um, we were excited about what we were doing, but um, there were some things that we thought we could do better and we never really had that chance. So after the third buyout, we took our stock options and, and started looking for some other opportunities. And we got back together a few years ago and said, hey, you know, let's let's do the things we didn't get to do back then. And they were primarily three areas for me anyway, was one is I wanted to do it and incorporate air purification. As I mentioned in our in our Kickstarter video, I really got introduced to poor air quality when I lived in Hong Kong. Um, I moved out there for three years to help the company build our Asia Pacific office. And it was really the first time I encountered it and became much more aware of it. And I saw how it impacted my family. So that was one thing. I want to incorporate air purification. We also wanted to be a much more environmentally friendly. Um, it's one of the things that, that Dave and I did not like about some of the technologies that we were deploying with Centair um, was that they were not the most, they weren't landfill friendly. And while we try to do recycling programs, the reality is that just people just don't do that. Um, they're going to throw it away. We're kind of in that habit, particularly here in the United States. And the third area was, can we do it safer, both in terms of the technology and more importantly, with the fragrance itself? Fragrances are regulated a lot like water is. Uh, tap water is fine to drink. It meets all the industry standards and, and it's not going to harm you. But you can do a lot better than tap water. And we knew we could do a lot better with fragrances as well. So in terms of bringing this innovation to market, obviously, you guys have a wealth of knowledge in this space. Solving the problems that you guys are solving now, how has that potentially changed or guided you in terms of your North Star and mission that you guys are working towards? Well, it's been, our, it's been really the driving force. In, in fact, our, our mission statement, which is right on the wall, that, right next to our front door in our lobby, really focuses on the fact that we want to do it safer, be environmentally responsible. And we also really wanted to develop a company that we're not only loved by our customers, but we're also inspiring for our staff as well. So we, we try to teach more of a holistic approach. And as we develop the product, that really was kind of the driving thing. And, and we even have those conversations today is, you know, is this as safe as we can make it? I was just having a, a long conversation earlier today with the Fragrance House, which fragrances we can make that are 100% biodegradable. Um, that's a big task because it does eliminate a lot of components that are typically used in certain fragrances. So while the fragrance palette might be a little bit less than we'd like, we're really pushing the envelope there. That really hasn't been done before. Um, so those primary principles have really been driving it. It's been a challenge, but it's also it's one that we, we kind of like overcoming that. We can figure out, you know, hey, we can make this safer or we can make this better. This one will be you know, biodegradable or how do we do it or what plastics do we have to use? If you would talk to our audience a little bit about this technology. We've seen, you know, air systems or purifying systems in people's homes or on Kickstarter. Uh, we've seen a few of those. What makes your product different than the rest? Um, I think the, the probably the two things. So one is we're incorporating air purification and scent at the same time. Um, that's not easy to do because typically air purifiers are taking things out of the air. Uh, so that's a that's kind of a you know a technical challenge that we've worked to overcome. And the other one is we're 
one of the primary technologies that we're launching on Kickstarter is dry evaporation, which actually Dave has a, an early patent going back to, I think, 04, 05, where you evaporate fragrance out of a, out of a substrate. And that's, that's a challenge. And it's a challenge because when you infuse fragrance oil into a substrate, you know, it's, it's really strong at the beginning. And over time, it's going to get weaker and weaker. So we've developed some technologies to overcome that and make sure that that fragrance diffuses at a consistent output over the life of the cartridge. And a lot of that work uh, Davis helped developed, and I'll let him talk a little bit more about the first product, which was called a scent wave. I think it's what some eighty thousand of those deployed around the world now. We were like ninety, ninety-five thousand. Yeah, so it's probably the most successful commercial scent system in the world. And Dave and I have deployed a lot of those, but you know he's worked really hard, and and I think you know Dave's responsible for the overall shape of the current device too which I'll let him tell you how we got there, but a lot of it's out of necessity. Right? <laughs> it took a lot of time and uh, a lot of repetition, that's for sure. Uh, well, it really stems from trying to, you know, create a device that is aesthetically pleasing and can use a cartridge that is, you know, nestable when you're shipping it so you can uh, get rid of the big boxes and potentially even use some USPS shipping efforts. Really, I think it, it was just a matter of trying to find, uh, I don't know, <laughs> I'm going tongue-tied blank here. I think, yeah, it, no it makes it, you know, I'm really, what I'm really interested in is actually, yeah, some of those design features and functionality pieces that you guys have built into this technology and maybe some of those challenges that you've had along the way. Right. So as, as Dave mentioned, you know, one of them was even, you know, can we make this cartridge where we can ship it? you know, using less packaging as well. So it all came down to performance as well as, you know, the being as environmentally responsible as we could. So that goes down even to the material. So the cartridge itself uh, integrates a, an H13 true HEPA filter. So the air is being filtered before it's being scented. The cartridge is about as flat and small as we can, as we can make it and still hold 120 to 150 grams of fragrance oil, which is quite a bit. And the shape of it, it lends itself to, to all of those features. So we can maximize the output. We can ship it inexpensively and use less packaging to ship it. And then the cartridge is, since it's a dry, there's no oil or heat or any, it's not messy as traditional scent products are. So it's just much easier for people and even businesses to deal with than traditional scent products. Were there any issues in terms of trying to find a manufacturer to be able to put this together? Because, you know, many of our guests and many of the founders that are out there typically struggle trying to find someone that's making something completely custom and something that's not necessarily like an OEM part, for instance. Oh, no, that's been really easy. Dave had that settled within five minutes, right? Yeah. (laughs) What's the secret? (laughs) We actually have a lot of the contacts that I've used over the years, even previous to the last company we were with. And so I, I think we're going to be okay. It's it's just a matter of figuring out which, which direction we want to go and the cost that we'll endure to get there. It's been our objective to produce as much as possible here in the United States. So some of the components we typically do have to import, but we've worked to try to design it. Uh, and Dave's done a great job in the design where it's easy to assemble. So we we're not having to go offshore to, you know, to make a product that is, can be, you know, cost effective. Um, so our intent, and actually we're looking at using a, a Carolina-based injection molding company that we worked with pre- previously. And our intent is really to have it uh, assembled here locally. 
So by designing it where we're eliminating some of the labor is not as being labor intensive, we can afford to do that. Amazing. So let's jump into the Kickstarter campaign side of things now. I know the campaign just launched. Like I said, it's already 50% funded. What led you guys to making the decision to use Kickstarter and crowdfunding as a means to launching this amazing innovation with? Well, I think it was, it was twofold. One is we, we weren't looking at it as a sole means of, of funding the company, obviously, but we really want an opportunity to get more feedback because this really is you know, a new innovative concept for consumers. Our, our background has completely been business to business. Um, neither day where I have any background in consumer products. Our background really, again, was, was you know, how to help companies use fragrance to enhance your guest experience. And we knew the technology and the fragrance side of it and the whole marketing piece. So we want to use Kickstarter as a way to get a lot of great feedback um, in terms of what features they like, what features they're willing to pay for, you know, the preferred color of the device, and and try to get a, a little bit of a sense of is this, you know, is this really something people want in the marketplace? And the second one was we thought it would be a great way to to at least raise some funding early on, and uh, and give us an ability to justify, I guess, to rather prospective investors and fragrance houses and other interested parties of what the appetite is for this type of product. And we've been, it's been a pleasant surprise of the interest that's that's happened, but it also has been challenging because, you know, unlike a regular product on Kickstarter, you're not having to think about what fragrance you want and whether you're going to like it, given the fact that you have no way of smelling that before you back a project. Um, So we knew that was going to be a challenge. It was going to be a difficult one to overcome. But we've been really happy with the response so far. Yeah, no, it's great. It's interesting to see also the variety of countries where backers have been coming in from, from Portugal to India, all around the world, where this innovation is definitely striking a chord with lots of folks around the world. So that's obviously great to see as well. In terms of the campaign, and I know it's just launched, what's been the biggest surprise so far? I think uh, the if we look at the spread between the the base model and the deluxe version, it's skewed almost two to one toward the deluxe version. So that kind of gives the idea that they like those additional features and that the the value proposition is there. You know, we 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 do think that the average Kickstarter backer is probably going to be a little above the you know the general retail consumer, but we weren't expect I wasn't expecting a two to one spread. I was expecting almost a 50-50. But we are happy to see that the it's not as price sensitive as we thought, and the additional features of an air quality sensor and the high output negative ionizer, which is in the deluxe version. People certainly think that that additional premium they're paying for is a good value proposition for them. Yeah, and I couldn't agree more. I think it's an amazing innovation, and I think you know the technology stack that you guys have built this on, both Google and Android as well, it's going to be amazing when you guys finally put this into people's homes. Yeah, we're, we're really excited about that. We've, we've had a couple of beta testers, and the feedback so far has been great. So it's just working through you know any startup, particularly when you're dealing with an IoT device. You know, there's a lot of moving components there. You've got the device, the app, your backend cloud system. Um, so we're we're working through those, and uh, but we seem to be right on pace with our with our target launch. Amazing. Well, gentlemen, this is going to get us to our launch round. And David, you drew the short straw. So uh, <laughs> you ready for all these rapid fire questions? I, I hope so. <laughs> Let's do this. So what inspired you to be an entrepreneur? I, actually, I, I've kind of been one my whole life trying to come up with new and innovative ideas. So I think it's always been inherently there. Never really had the kind of the financial wherewithal early on to, to kind of do my own thing from the start. 
Nice. I think that uh, resonates with a lot of entrepreneurs out there. So uh, if you could uh, have coffee with any entrepreneur throughout history, who would it be? Well, I, I think there's there's two. I'd probably have to go with Edison first and then Elon Musk second. Um, so if Edison wasn't available or booked, it'd have to be with Musk. Um, but for Edison, I, I think, you know, the the sheer work volume that he put out over his lifetime was, was just incredible. Absolutely. So what would have been your first question for him? How did he get others on board on a concept that I think most people couldn't even fathom back then? That that would be the one that, you know, I don't know how he convinced people because he certainly had people to support him or, or work or help him. But, you know, he's talking about something that most of them couldn't even fathom. Yeah, this is true. How do you get everybody to row in the same direction, right? Exactly. Uh, any books that you would recommend to our entrepreneurial listeners? Uh, well, there's one I just started reading. Um, it's been out a little while. It's Liftoff about, you know, Elon Musk's getting into SpaceX. You know, the, the challenge that he had overcome. And again, I think he had the same challenge, right? How to get people to come on board with that, given the, the technological challenges and the, the sheer, you know, investment that had to be made to do that. Yeah, absolutely. So, David, what, uh, what advice would you give to a new inventor or entrepreneur that's looking to launch their idea? I think the, the biggest thing for me is you've got to think long term. This is not, you know, it's not going to happen overnight. It's not even going to happen in a year or two. Um, you've got to, you've got to be in it for the long haul. So I think you've got to, you've got to believe it and love what you're doing. Absolutely. So what's one invention that's made your life a little bit easier during the pandemic? Well, it's one I, I wish we could take credit for, but actually it's one that we perfected. Um, it's a portable version of the, the unit that we're actually putting on the market now. It's called Aventus Go. Since we've been kind of cooped up at home or having to work in offices and being concerned about you know, the virus. Um, it's a device that purifies the air right in with you in your general space. Um, so for a while, I was had it in my car, on my desk, at home, at work. I kind of lived with it for about the last year. Amazing. Last question. You're doing great. What does the future of crowdfunding look like? I think it's going to get uh, more personal and more global. Yeah, no, I hope so as well. I think there's, uh, there's definitely the need for this product and Lots of other ideas and innovations out there. And I hope that crowdfunding continues to level the playing field for all those folks. No, I, I agree. I think that's exactly what's beginning to happen is you're, you know, I think 15 or 20 years ago, you know, you, you wouldn't have the ability to, to launch companies like you can today because you just needed the financial backing it was primarily from institutional investors and, or wealthy individuals. And since if you're not connected, that wasn't really an option for you. But today, I think the, that whole opportunity has been expanded for everyone. Absolutely. Well, gentlemen, this has been amazing. This is your opportunity to give us your pitch, tell people what you're all about, where they should go, and why they should check you out. Well, if, I think if, if you're tired of traditional scent products that have been basically the same for the last cent, several centuries, you know, they, everyone knows the damages or, or, or potential damage from candles, how harmful they can be. Um, most people don't know that candles and just about every other scent product put uh, impurities into the air and make your indoor air pollution even worse. But before you really didn't have a solution, and I think today you do. So now you can experience pure air and enjoy pure scent at home for probably less than you're paying for a candle. Absolutely. Well, David and Dave, thank you so much for sharing with us about uh, Ventus Home and Ion. Check it out on Kickstarter. Audience, thanks again for visiting and listening to Art of the Kickstart. Make sure to check out artofthekickstart.com for the notes, the transcript, links to the campaign over on Kickstarter. And of course, thank you to our crowdfunding podcast sponsors at The Gadget Flow and Product Hype. Dave, David, thank you so much for joining us today on Art of the Kickstart. Thank you, Roy. Thanks, Roy. We appreciate it. 
Thanks for tuning in to another amazing episode of Art of the Kickstart, the show about building a better business, world, and life with crowdfunding. If you've enjoyed today's episode, show us some love by giving us a great rating on your favorite listening station. And of course, make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com for all the previous episodes. And if you need some help, that's what we're here for. Make sure to send me an email to info at artofthekickstart.com. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you on the next episode.